0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Straight Talk. In this one, we're here at our Istanbul office with Cameron Dagan. Cameron, welcome. Hello there, welcome. Cameron, something very interesting is going to happen today at our Straight Talk. Oh. Okay. I'll be asking you questions. I'll be trying to corner you from all angles. So you'll be the skeptic. Yes. All right. And who am I? You are the biased real estate agent whose interest is to only make money. All right. And then my interest is sort of like um, try to protect my money as much as possible. So, hold on. Then again, how does that
1: work? I don't know. So, I am the biased real estate agent with only one and only one target aim, which is to make money and to sell Turkish real estate to you. Yes. So, I will try and sell Turkish real estate to you at any cost. Yes. Pretty much, you know, I'll say and do anything, to sell Turkish real estate to Yes. But you are the smart skeptic who isn't about to take everything I say as the truth. Uh, you are savvy and you think that you know it all. Or at least you want to know it all. And then so you're trying to corner me. You're trying to basically get the truth out of me because I'm yes. this deceitful yes. real estate agent like we all are. Who's there to make a quick who's buck. Who's there to make a quick buck. Yes. And then you are... I don't know, yeah. I'm a legend in my own mind. You're a legend in your own mind, Yes. plus you're a skeptic, and you're going to corner me.
0: My first question to you, I've uh. been looking at the Turkish real estate market. The prices are going up significantly. Well, I've been hearing that the price of everything in the world, especially after the COVID has been going up, but the, the, its reflection on uh, the Turkish real estate is very, very visible. In the past uh, year and a half, the prices have you know, really gone up. So what I'm thinking is, I'm going to invest in Turkey right now, as of 2022. Is, is is there a bubble? Or is this bubble about the burst? Or is this price growth sustainable? Because I don't want to get caught at the wrong... So
1: basically what you're saying is, what you're saying is that prices in Turkish real estate, particularly in Istanbul, yes, have risen sharply yes. over the past year or two. And uh, that kind of makes you think that there might be a bubble about to burst. Yes. So, clearly, you don't want to come into the market before the bubble bursts. Yes. So, and the reason that you feel, uh, Mr. Skeptic, that the bu- there is a bubble is because prices have risen rather sharply in the last rather two speedily, years. speedily, yeah. Okay. Now, prices fall. People complain. Okay. Prices go up. People complain or they are concerned. So they're concerned when prices fall. They're concerned when prices rise. There is no satisfying you, is there? So what should prices do? Because a price price will either go down or go up. A Mm -hmm. price will hardly ever stay where it is year after year after year. So if they go down, bad news, if they go up, potential bad news. So I don't I don't understand. I don't understand. So shouldn't prices be going up? Yes, prices should be going okay. up.
0: But when I see what is what used to sell for $150,000 2 years ago selling for 250 today, I am concerned because I think okay, is there such a purchasing power by mm. the, by the Turkish public to be able to, you know, keep up with the growth? you know that's it's it. going it's going up so much so 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 I'm concerned for the 97 98% of the market and if that biggest chunk of the turkish market which is the domestic market if it's not functioning well then I will be going into something that's dysfunctional
1: all right since this morning you said to me that today's episode is going to be about is there a bubble in turkish real estate yes I actually did some research, and I scribbled a few things, as you can see. Scribbles. Okay. Scribbles. Okay. According to my scribbles, and hey, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit and say that you know these scribbles are the ultimate truth. Who knows what the ultimate truth is? But um, I obtained my data from some credible sources, mainly government statistics of the three countries I'm going to talk about and um, they are, as far as I can see, as reputable sources as possible. Plus, they kind of, at least for the London market, which I shall cover, um, I shall draw a simile, at least for the London market, they're in full support of what I already knew. So I'm looking at New York, the metropolitan area, not the state, metropolitan area, including, of course, New York City, London and Istanbul and i'm comparing these three cities Go okay ahead. now according to my co- comparison and i tell you what i looked at i looked at the populations of these cities i looked at the average take home pay of an average person living in those cities take home pay meaning either salary or business income after taxes what the guy takes home And I also looked at the average property prices in these cities. That's like take all the properties for sale, put them in a bucket, and take the average. You know, these are very average figures. Okay. Now, according to this, according to this, the average take home pay, let's say the average salary in New York would take 19.4 years to pay for the average property in New York. Mm -hmm. The same figure in London is 22.7 years, which means the average salary, the average take-home pay in London would pay for the average property in London in 22.7 years. In Istanbul, the average take-home pay will take 12.5 years to pay for the average property in Istanbul. So New York almost 20 years, London 23 years, Istanbul less than 13 years. So these figures alone will tell me that the local people of Istanbul are at least 50% more likely to be able to purchase a property than local people of New York and London. In other words, for the average man in the street, in Istanbul, purchasing their first home or purchasing a property is more accessible than for the average man in London and in New York. Now the populations of these cities are quite comparable too. New York, New York metropolitan area is 23 million, London is 15 million metropolitan area, Um, And Istanbul is 17, 18 million people. So they're kind of comparable. They're all big cities. They're all big cities. Now, here's another interesting statistic. The mean age, the average age in New York is 37. The average age in London is 40. The average age in Istanbul is 31. Mm -hmm. Now... What does that tell you? Well, one thing it tells me is that Istanbul is likely to have more demand per head, if, that was, if we could uh, correlate demand for real estate as demand per head. Istanbul would have more demand per head for real estate than New York and London because the population is younger, meaning there will be more marriages, there will be more people moving out either to their matrimonial homes or moving out of parental homes to live on their own. It's a younger population. It's a more upwardly mobile population. So that in itself means that there is likely to be higher domestic demand in Istanbul compared to London and New York. Another thing, I looked at supply in these cities. Very interesting. This actually took me a lot of time to research. I looked at supply of housing, in other words, properties for sale at any point in time, and how quickly that supply can meet the average demand in the city. Do you know what? Istanbul's supply relative to demand is very low. London's supply relative to demand is between low to medium. New York's supply relative to demand is again between low to medium. Even on the supply side, Istanbul has got more pressure. In other words, it's there's less supply in Istanbul right now. This is uh, the statistics I'm quoting are from April 2022, so they're as recent as they get. Now, price increases very interesting. Over the past 12 months, sort of, in fact, the figures I looked at are March 2021 to March 2022. And again, for New York, London, Istanbul, price increase in hard currency terms. In New York, overall, average price increase of real estate, 7%. In London, 8%. In Istanbul, once you eliminate the effects of um, Turkish Lira, depreciation against, say, US dollar, so I eliminated the effect of that. We are left with a 40% price increase. That's huge. Huge. Which means that there is a 40% price increase as opposed to just under 10% in New York and London. In Istanbul, there's a 40% price increase in the preceding 12 months. But despite that, despite that, The demand versus supply applies a very strong pressure on the market which means there's a lot more demand than supply. In addition to that, the number of years that the average salary in Istanbul needs to pay for the average property in Istanbul is a lot less than in New York and London. Almost half of London. London was 23 years. Istanbul is 12.5 years. Almost half. So what I'm saying is, when I look at these, when I look at these, um, I don't see a bubble in Istanbul. If there is a bubble in Istanbul, then according to my statistics, and I'm an accountant, so for me it's figures, according to my figures here, New York and London Should have busted open 10 times by now. If these figures indicate or point to a bubble, then this bubble should have burst 10 times by now in London and New York. And I'm not saying it hasn't, or, well, it hasn't, we know. I'm not saying it won't. But what I'm saying is that I don't see an overly cautious picture. When I look at Istanbul and when I compare it to London and New York, and also and also, there are a few other factors I'd like to, I'd like to talk about uh, in terms of what really is happening in the Istanbul real estate market, which these, these statistics or the figures I gave, are very easy for anybody.
0: Yeah, it would take. So actually you
1: go yeah. online. Yeah. And uh, to pick up from some credible sources. They can put this chart together themselves, but there are a few other factors that you need to have some insider information and knowledge, which I'd like to cover, but um, since you actually popped the question of a bubble, yeah. I'd, like, I'd like to uh, okay. have your thoughts on what I just said.
0: Okay. Uh, my thought is this. I mean, as, as go good as go the data what is sounds. Your no, no,
1: he say, didn't realize I was going to come prepared. You actually thought, I'm going to come here and sit down, and you're a fairly intelligent guy, yeah. I have to admit, So and sit in front of you unprepared
0: well, I thought and talk you would out be- of thin air. I I thought that's what you would do. Oh, uh, no, all right. But 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 anyway, I mean, you brought forth uh you know very valuable data. There you and go. You know, it makes us you see and understand. Okay, thank you very much. That's all right. So it ma- it makes us see and understand uh, certain things. Yes, it is. Istanbul is more accessible. Istanbul property market still today is more accessible to the average person than London or New York is. But you're comparing. London, New York, and Istanbul. So? Man, when I look at London Underground, mm. the tube, you call mm. it the tube? The tube, yes. Okay, when I look at the, the tube. tube.
1: We call it the tube. Because
0: I see, it is a tube. I see a big spider net uh-huh. that's encompassing all the suburbs and the mm. central areas and uh, furthest um station away from you is five minutes walk and everything. A city that's flat and the, and the public transportation is good and you can reach from everywhere. And everywhere, everyone takes the troop, right? Whether you're a millionaire or a billionaire, you take the troop. New York, same story.
1: If you're not careful, you're about to defeat your own case. Hold on. You are giving me a lot of ammunition. For what I was about to say next, which you have no idea. About. Then wait, luck and load it. Go on then. Okay. Oh, So you're going to load the gun. So, so, you, so should, you should be loading, loading the gun. You now. should so be loading like the oh, gun. Free. All right. Then. And, and
0: when you look at Istanbul, there you go. how many metro lines we have? Five, six, seven? I have seven? no idea. Okay. When you look at the public transportation, it isn't as good as those places. You're absolutely right. People who are working in central Istanbul, they have to live close to central Istanbul. Otherwise, they need to travel two hours. You're absolutely you know, right. Two hours go, two hours come back, three, four hours on the way. It's not like London. Yeah. Yeah. And we when like you look at these cities on. also, when you look at these cities also, they're major world capitals. They're financial centers. They're financial hubs. And these are cities that is that are pulling in demand from all corners of the world. London is the safest city as far as investment is concerned? If I have one dollar, if I put that one dollar in London, I know whatever happens, that one dollar is going to stay as a as a dollar. Maybe it's not going to go up that much, but it's going to stay as it is. It
1: My capital will be preserved. Up. It, it may even go up. It, yeah. it may or may not. But London is a safe bet.
0: Istanbul is not a financial hub. No. It's it's not in the same league no. as these, uh, these 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 cities. No It's an uncertain economy. True. It's uh, a currency that's fluctuating all the time. That's devaluing 50% devaluation for Turkish. There is nothing. We're used to it. It's a country where you have an inflation of what, 50%?
1: No, actually 79%.
0: Okay, 79%. There you go.
1: More on some products anyway.
0: And and when you look at how industrialized your country is compared to the US and UK, you have ages. The difference is huge. So that's debatable. Go okay, on. that's debatable. That's debatable. So when you say that these cities are this inaccessible and Istanbul is still accessible, what I'm popping the, the the question that I'm popping in my mind right now is that how long do we need to wait until Istanbul gets to that level? And that level is God knows how how long.
1: That's a very very g- good analysis you've done. Okay. So basically, to recap what you just said. What you're saying is, you're comparing Istanbul to London and New York. These are two of the financial and business hubs of the world. And what you're saying is, Istanbul has a long way to go, yeah. if ever it catches yes. up, which is a massive question mark. You're right. And if we were having this discussion, this debate, in the mid-80s, in the mid 80s or late 80s even, 30 years ago do you know what? You would be absolutely correct. You would be absolutely correct. But this is the 21st century and this is 2022. A massively different ball game to the late 80s. People's mentalities are very different. In the late 80s, (coughs) you didn't have internet. You didn't have online business. You didn't have even the, an expression called virtual reality. Never mind metaverse. Okay, those things were unheard of. Okay, it was a different world. People's expectations were different. Istanbul was a completely different place. Was primitive, in fact. Yeah. London was a completely different place. New York was a different place. Now, today, today, the way people look at the world. Um, the, their, their expectations, their expectations from the city they live in, from the country they wish to raise their children in, they would like to develop their next generations in, are different. People no longer, and this is people from all walks of life, from all belief systems, from all races, they no longer look at places like London and New York as All the roads are paved with gold. These are the places we need to be. There's nowhere else to go. Those days are gone. Those days are gone. These cities you mentioned, they have reached a level of maturity. Hmm. Just like you said, the underground of London. Open the map, there isn't even a centimeter on the map to put another tube, as you put it, another line. It's all done. The entire London is dug. the underground system, connects each and every dot with each and every other dot in that city. There isn't any more places or dots to put. Now, the same thing applies to many other facets of the life of that city. Now, everything in life is in circles. Everything in life is in circles. Things grow, they come to a maturity, then they get replaced. If you look at human history of the past 10,000 years, even further beyond, you will see the cycles all over, over and over again. What I'm trying to say is, and if you observe carefully, how people's cultures are changing, how the money flows are changing, how we do business, how we educate our children, how we live our lives are changing, and with the internet, that change only got accelerated with a magnitude of 1,000. The next 10 years, the next 20 years, are going to be very different. There's a shift of balance. There's a shift of desirability in these cities. The cities that have matured, places like New York and London, the sheer fact of this maturity, the sheer fact of people over the past so many years, flocking to those cities, making those cities what they are today, has got another side of the coin too. And that other side of the coin are the negative sides that people who live in those cities, who 30, 40 years ago would have aspired to go to those cities at any cost, are seeing today. And they're looking elsewhere. They're looking at different ways of life. Now, these are the cycles I'm talking about. Istanbul, as I always say, is a city that connects east to west, west to east. It's a city that sits right above the continent of Africa, squashed and sandwiched in in between the European continent, the African continent and Asia. It's almost the center of the world. And the way Istanbul is changing over the last five to ten years, I have witnessed since I've been living here for seven years now, is incredible. The city is becoming increasingly multicultural. The city is embracing many many different walks of life, people from many many different countries. The people who live in this city, their attitudes are changing. They are embracing the whole world. They are, not, they are no longer a homogeneous society, they are becoming, very fast becoming, men of the world. Women of the world, so to speak. So what I'm saying is, what you may have perceived as a negative, that Istanbul doesn't really have all those dotted connections of the tube or the metro system. Istanbul may not necessarily have uh, the the best uh, infrastructure. Istanbul may not even necessarily have what is termed as the best business climate, although, in fact, Istanbul is pretty high up on that, but it doesn't still, it doesn't compare to the almost bureaucracy-less Scandinavian countries or low corruption, Western, Western economy. Istanbul is still a little bit higher on the corruption index, bureaucracy index, which makes business a little bit more difficult. Despite all those, in fact, because of those, because of those, Istanbul is going to grow.
0: Okay, I understand all that. You're saying Istanbul is growing, it's on the rise, its aim is to catch up if not surpass those cities such as London, New York and everything. But what evidence do you have to back up this claim? Because uh, any city that's not as developed as those cities are now is subject to you know, faster growth than those cities, right?
1: So what do you have to show me? It's actually your job to show me <laughs> what's happening statistically. Jim, I am the in client other words, here. In other yeah. words, in other words, well, hold on, I'm, I'm throwing the ball to the client. I, you actually should be doing your homework, and you are the one who should be looking at what the size of Istanbul Underground was, say, seven years ago, and what it is today. And you are the one who should be realizing, once you've done that study, that in the last seven years, the Istanbul underground has grown probably ten times in terms of the kilometers it covers. So with that projection, it means over the next ten years, Istanbul may very well end up with an underground, I hope it doesn't, that is larger in terms of area covered than London underground, which I believe is the world's largest. However, do you know what? Um, I'm not even going to talk about that. I'm going to tell you something else because i am the kind of guy who i feel the way i do things i i i i feel things rather than rationally look at things okay although i'm an accountant so my training is numbers and How did that rational happen? but i don't know i don't know but i i kind of feel the world and i'll tell you what i feel and i'm going to bring it close to home so you will understand exactly what I mean. Every day we have at least 10 clients who come to the office. These are all foreign nationals from India, from Pakistan, from United States, from Germany, from England, from Australia, from the Middle East. They are from all walks of life, all races, all beliefs, okay? Do you realize one thing in common with all of them who come into this office? Most of them come straight here. When they see this, they realize, oh, you guys have your straight talks actually in the middle of your office. No, you guys are real. You guys are real. And then they walk further, they see me there, and then you float about most of the time because you hardly ever do any work. So you're floating about all the time. So do you realize one thing in common with all of them? Or are you a little bit too young to feel? I think I'm too young to understand. They're all excited. They're all excited. They're all excited and optimistic. Not because they think they're going to earn a lot of money by investing here, but they're all excited and optimistic. Some overjoyed to be here and to be doing something in here in Turkey, in Istanbul to start with. To be part of this, to have a place that they call home or investment. Why? Now, you got to understand this. Go out to Nishantashi, go out to Bomonti, go out to Kadikoy. Last week I was at Anadolu Hisari, a place I hadn't discovered before. What an amazing spot. Oh my God! I looked at the Bosphorus from Anadolu Hisari, from this woodland I was in, with a tea garden. Oh my God, I said, this has to be the most idyllic city on the face of Earth. And you know what, when you come down and sit at a restaurant at a tea garden, and you look at people, they are happy, they're enjoying. Do you not realize that? Go to You sit down. This morning I was having breakfast, people are coming in and out. A lot of English was spoken, a lot, 8 o'clock in the morning. A lot of English is spoken. And then a lot of Turks started coming in. Turks, are, they, they wake up a bit later, okay. clearly. Okay? <laughs> okay. So, But they're all happy. They're all enjoying themselves. Now, go to London, New York. I can assure you, that level of optimism, that level of excitement of starting something new, that level of joy you're not gonna see it in people. What you're gonna see is work 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 routine 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 I'm a little pissed off I wish I was somewhere else. I'm telling you a I'm not saying one is right one is wrong I'm not even saying one is good one is bad I'm just making an observation. Now as I always say a river will flow to the sea Not turn around and go up mountain. River will flow to the sea. So follow the excitement, the joy, the happiness, the anticipation that people have. Particularly nowadays, people coming from outside Turkey. Follow it. Because the energy will follow it. This is what I'm saying. Now, for the first time in many, many years that I've been coming and going to Turkey, 30, 35 years now, I see something... And I've been seeing it for about 4-5 years now, the last 4-5 years, but lately more so. I see something that means this place is about to happen big time. Hmm. It's becoming a focal point of energy. Let me counter you on that one. Go on then.
0: You said people are happy. Yeah. You say things are happening, people yeah. are joyful and everything how are people happy especially young people when you have 70 something percent inflation in a country when their earnings are getting less and less and less every single day their purchasing power is going down young people how are these people happy do you think these people too are happy because when i look at the news and how Turkey is portrayed, this is what I see. I see this much inflation, that much inflation. I see a picture of Erdogan shouting yeah, and, yeah. and I see Turkey as, this, you know, it's just this, this country where it is, you know, really depressed and this and that. Yeah, well, that's absolutely yeah.
1: not the case. And, yeah. um, but, but this is what well, I see. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, you might, you might see that. But, but anyone with zero knowledge of Turkey, all they need to do is spend one day in this country and they will immediately realize that people are not depressed here. This is not some oppressive uh, Eastern Bloc or communist style regime here. This is a very open, very joyful kind of society, in fact. Um, Now you're talking about inflation and the purchasing power of people, etc. Yes, unfortunately, not just in Turkey, in the entire world, the, the, the difference and the gap between Those who have, and those who don't have, is getting bigger and bigger. Turkey is not immune, you know, and Turkey is not the only country where this is happening. It's happening all over the world. In fact, this gap is widening more so in the developed world, in the Western world, than in countries like Turkey. It's just that in countries like Turkey, it is expected, but in the Western economies, It is unexpected, and this is what is actually causing a lot of unrest in the Western economies these days. You see a lot of strikes, a lot of protests, etc., that we didn't see before. And there are many more examples that I'm pretty sure that our audience listening to this now, they will understand, they just too well understand what I'm talking about. So what what I'm trying to say is, here in Turkey, first of all, the statistics that you see from the government... The GDP, the annual GDP, the income per head, all those. You can just take them and put them in the bin. Unfortunately, or fortunately, but I think it's unfortunately, um, the unrecorded, look, I'm not going to color code it. I'm going to say the unrecorded economy in Turkey is probably three times as big as the recorded economy. So those figures that you see. So you're
0: saying Turkey's GDP is not 900 billion.
1: Turkey's GDP is probably three times that in real terms, three times that, because there's so much unrecorded economy, so much. You see it in all facets. Now, um, there are reasons for this. We're not going to go into. This is not within the realm of 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 our straight talk, at least today's episode. But this is the case. So, um, if you look at the figures, published figures, you will get a very, very, very wrong image of Turkish economy. And a lot of people who live here okay, and who engaged in business here, they know this just too well. They are aware of this. The government is aware of this, so you know every passing year they're tweaking and they're changing the tax regulations in in order to try and you know in order to try and sniff out, let's say, the real the real um, economy. Okay, you, you you must have noticed that yeah. the tax regime is constantly changing here. Um, so when you look at the, the reality, then all of a sudden you have a different picture.
0: So you're saying that the Turkey you see uh, when you go on Wikipedia and look at... Forget t- it. ...population, forget GDP, this status... Forget it. Oh, this big of a country, how is it less than a trillion it. dollars? Forget it. Then you come to Turkey, then you actually see the yeah. things, you're like, okay, this is at least two, three trillion dollars economy, easy. Of course. Easy. Of and then when you look at Turkish GDP uh, adjusted to PPP, the purchasing power parity, the Turkish GDP is around three trillion dollars anyway. The, the the median uh, the, the GDP per capita is, is, is over $30,000 in Turkey right now with the PPP, with the adjustments. On the nominal, it's around $10,000 and everything. So so these figures, would, it, it would have never made sense to me. As, as a foreigner coming to the country for the first time, I would think that, okay, Turkey is a poor country.
1: When you go to a poor country where um, there isn't much in circulation, Uh, you, you know that you're in a poor country. When you come to Turkey, cities like Istanbul, Izmir, Ankara, you go down to the south coast, majority of Turkey, you very quickly realize that, hey, this is not a poor country. In fact, some of the bridges, some of the infrastructure you see in Turkey today, in western Turkey in particular, is more advanced than what you see in Germany, what you see in the UK. So, this definitely is not a poor country, but it's a country, unfortunately, whose economy is largely unrecorded. Largely. And what is the impact of that? Well, we know what the impact of that. The government cannot collect enough taxes. As a result, the municipalities are under-budgeted, under-financed, and these have drawbacks. And again, if all those things were at par with the Western economies, then I would say to you, we have reached a point where there is going to be only marginal and incremental growth in your is- investment in Turkey. As an investor, this is the position you want. As I always say, you want to invest in the ugly ducklings or today to get to the swan's tomorrow. If it's already a swan, it's a swan already. So you're saying no bubble? I don't believe there is a bubble at all in the real estate sector and there is a there's a there's another hidden there's another hidden reason for that now th- th- this is something that doesn't strike you immediately upon analysis but once you know the stock you realize now say I lived in Southgate in London. Southgate is north of London. It is a nice residential neighbourhood. Okay, if you picked any, any one particular street in Southgate, okay, any one particular street, um, and you looked at two properties, say two hundred meters apart from one another, the price difference let's say per square meter, because one could be a small property, one could be a large, so let's say price per square meter, on that particular street would be no more than 20%. And the price difference would reflect, you know, the design, the attributes, and one of them could be a more exclusive compound, the other one could be, just a standalone, a standard property, but no matter what you do, on that particular street, the price difference isn't isn't going to be more than 20-25%. You come to Istanbul, you do the same test. You could have a two-bedroom property in a nice, new, modern, well-designed residence, which commands a price tag in central Istanbul, say, $500,000, Hundred meters down the road, you could have a thirty, thirty-five-year-old old apartment block where a two-bedroom apartment will cost two hundred thousand dollars. One is two hundred, the other one is five hundred. Two and a half times the difference. Th- there's no way this would happen in London, in such close proximity. No way. Why? Because almost. Today, 60% of the stock of Istanbul is undesirable. And in the last 10 years or so, this started with the the, the last major earthquake to affect Istanbul, which was in 1999. But in the last 10 years in particular, with a lot of government initiatives, the regeneration programs that the government is almost running, you know, through people's throats, you know, they're rubbing people into Um, they're promoting it heavily, there is a massively increased awareness in the general public in Istanbul and in all big cities in Turkey that your home should be one, earthquake compliant, two, of a desirable look and feel. So people are now gravitating more toward desirable properties. It's no longer just a roof over their heads. They are, let's say, they're moving up Maslow's hierarchy, let's say. So they're not after just a roof over their heads. They're after a roof that also gives them comfort, that also makes them feel good, that also gives them the safety, physical safety of being earthquake compliant, that when they invite their friends and family, they can feel proud. So there is this awareness of wanting more from where they live, from their neighborhood, from their society. And that has kicked in in the last 10 years. Again, is it internet that brought it? I don't know. I think it's the natural flow of life. Okay, Which means all of a sudden, a massive chunk of the stock of Istanbul has become undesirable. Which means that is taken out of supply too. Because nobody wants to buy them anymore. Right. 10, 15 years ago, that wasn't the case. Do you understand what I'm getting at? So the shortage of supply that we're let's talking say, about. Let's
0: say there's 100 homes in Istanbul. 60 of them are yes, shabby and yes, shanty yes, and old. Yes. The other 40 is where new home buyers would like to buy or whomever so is buying a new asset And would that's like to the buy. segment
1: where prices are going up. Right. The other 60%, if you notice... Their prices are not pr- pr- going up as well, much. Well, they have gone up, yeah. but, but not nowhere as much as. Much not as, as much, yes. Which means that there is almost a massive chunk of property portfolio in Istanbul that is put in a sandbox that is not moving. Yeah. They are undesirable. So that leaves a very niche segment that everybody is running after which is very narrow in supply whose prices are going naturally going up and faster and will continue than, going up yeah. because they can't possibly build fast enough as people become more aware as people become more um well more aware then more desirable th- the, the more regulated stock as i call it will become and this is, again, something that for the past two three years, we keep stressing, if you yeah. notice, because yeah. this is what we observe. And, you know, we've been observing it over and over and over again, so it's not a coincidence. It's, it's a genuine phenomenon that is, that is New happening. New, modern,
0: nice, nigh- yeah. centrally yeah. located. Yeah. That's going to be desired so by
1: a lot of people. So, if you look at all those, yeah. is there a bubble in Istanbul real estate? I seriously do not think so. Are you saying Istanbul
0: is at the very beginning of a major move towards
1: the top? I think Turkey is at the very beginning of a major change mm. um, that is driven by multiculturalism, uh, changing society, and whether you like it or not, i love it. Me too. Um, and, and then with it, there they will come a further magnified elevation of Turkey as a, as a place because the, the, the more people come to this country, the more roots they have, the more circles they have. Then those more, cer- the wider and wider circles of all those people now moving into this country will only start favoring and perceiving this country more and more positively. Yes. Because your brother lives there. Yeah. Well, you're going to go and visit your brother. Yeah. You're going to go and spend money there. Yeah. And once you go there, you're going to like it. Yeah. You're going to want a bit of that too. And then you're going to go talking to your friends. This is the effect, the ripple effect. This is the snowball effect I'm talking about. It started. And it will get bigger and bigger and bigger. It wouldn't surprise me, Aladdin. It wouldn't surprise me if by... It's within the next 20 years, Istanbul becomes one of the major cultural... And business hubs of the world. It wouldn't surprise me.
0: That's what the government is trying to do with all these investments and everything, opening the country up, opening the city up, pour in a lot of money to straighten it out, you know, with the airport, the finance, and yeah. there, the roads, yeah. the, 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 the underground, the this, the that, and everything. Yeah. Well, interesting. I mean, y- you.
1: All right, now, now I don't. Know I thought to you were going to corner me, I, I, and then I, I, you started know with inflation, to interest rates, this and that.
0: Well, how can I corner you when, when I'm already thinking the same thing? <laughs> how can I corner you when I am the one who's giving you the cue to follow? So it, it's it's just it's just a little setup of you know trying to corner you. I can't corner you because I I live in the city, I believe in the city, I invested in the city, and I have a lot of clients of mine who have invested and who have seen the growths and. Uh, hopefully we will be doing Do you know what we should do? Yeah. I'm about to close the
1: show though. I tell you what we should do next. I should I should take you and show you my top three gainers, winners in the last five years.
0: That's a brilliant idea. Like you're gonna take us to projects where I'm gonna take you, you to place made money where
1: I invested and where I, where, where I gained quite handsome returns. Appreciation, growth, call it whatever you like.
0: So we can analyze what
1: was the reason what why. What were the common denominators in those? Let's, let's do that. Like, yeah. let's literally get in the car and go and see those places.
0: That could be like a little because crash then, course. Because then, then I,
1: I, I think people can truly understand why this guy here is so optimistic about this city this well, white, it's, what it's, they may read it's it's in your city national tabloid
0: okay mr real estate agent how's right. sold all right let's go and buy those desirable properties asap yeah. <laughs> yeah thank you cameron it's it's a joy listening to you i, I right. love it and i'm like I'm, guys i i know a lot about turkish real estate it is primarily because i'm sitting on the seat being exposed to this guy for hours <laughs> and hours and hours all of oh, the, the other hundred something straight talk episodes uh, we we air them 20 minutes, 15 minutes, but we, we, I am exposed to that for one hour straight. And this episode, I'm not going to cut it because the conversation uh, was so long good line. and flowing. Yeah. And, uh. and let it stay low. All right. Let it stay long. You know, okay. It's, it's okay. If people want to listen, they, the ones who are interested in it, they, they'll take their time. Okay. You know, it's just one hour out of their, uh, their Sunday and, and I'm sure they can. Anyway, thank you. All right. Cameron. Thanks a lot. Guys, thank you very much uh, for watching. With this WhatsApp number, you can reach us and hopefully see you in the next one.